0: Thank you Jesus Papa God we love you With all of our heart I want to say Father God Thank you our names are written in the Lamb's book of life Thank you we're accepted In the beloved Thank you that your love Overshadowed all of our sin And washed it away And you forgave us and threw it as far as The east is from the west And we'll never see it again Thank you that you defeated our enemy and put him under our feet. Thank you that you gave us the name above every name. And then on the inside of us, you placed the greater one. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. Ha, ha, ha on the devil. Tell the devil, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You don't rule me. Glory to God. Say sickness. Sickness. Get off me. Get off me. Poverty. Poverty, get off me. Yeah. Devil? Devil, get off me yeah. and my family. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus, get back under my feet. Get back under my feet. Ha, ha, ha. You know, there's so much more for you in the kingdom than you've ever known. You're not going to have to wait until you die. I got things for you to do here and now. I got places for you to go and things for you to see. I got things to show you beyond your imagination. Pay attention to me. Walk hand in hand, and I'll show you things to come. Do not fear what you hear in the land. Do not be afraid. Fear has no place in you, it has no place in me, and you and rule and reign over it and place it back underneath your feet. I placed on each one of you an angel, some two, and they watch you every day in everything you do. They will not let harm come to you as long as you cooperate and let me walk with you. Brevusi, And there's a red light on the inside of you and a green one too. Sometimes it says stop and sometimes it says go. Listen to it and the path of life I will show you. I will show you. You don't have to go through life and say, I don't know what to do. You turn to me and I'll show you. You'll never again be taken over by the devil or, or scrupulous men. But, but what about this issue in me, Papa? What about my sin? My blood will take care of that and place the enemy back in his place too. You do not have to yield and if you do run to me do not run away I will not cast you out all you must do is pray seek my face and walk with me I got things to show you for all eternity father you are so good you are so good you're so Ha, ha, ha. not God good? Find somebody and tell them you're glad they made it to church and have a seat and let's go. I got one more announcement to make as you're doing that. From now on when you pick up your children, they're going to open the double doors up. Because, because we've been bottlenecking that, that little area where you check your kids in. is very small. We do that for your safety. We don't want anybody coming in thinking they are going to walk out of our church with a kid. You put them in, you get them out. But when they, it's time for them to come out, the workers know. Some of the kids go, we know who this is. We know that. They will, they will recognize you and turn them loose. We're opening up the double doors. We're doing that so you're not standing in the line for 5 or 10 minutes to get your kid back out like you like they're in jail or something. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So anyway, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty yes. and freedom. Now, if we don't know who you are, they may hold the kid back till they recognize the rightful owner. Amen. Amen. Okay. You know, we will never have an instance in this church. Oh God, right. You know, there's a big angel stands out there with an AK-47. <laughs> somebody said to me you're a pastor do you carry a gun I said well angels carry swords Amen. I'd carry a sword too if I could conceal it uh, never mind y'all Y'all need prayer are y'all ready for the word yeah. alright well we've had church already if we went home right now we'd go glory to God thank you Jesus don't you love God don't you love church Sermon today is called, I love my church. I love my church. I love waking up Sunday morning and going to church. I love going to church. I love my family here. I love seeing people. I love love walking in and seeing some of y'all. I hadn't seen you in a week. But it's just refreshing, you know, to walk in and go, hey, there you are, hallelujah, you know, and just make sure you're doing good, make sure you're doing okay. We will spend eternity together as much as there's, I'm going to say this to the few people in the church that don't like me. We're together forever, darling. I didn't mean to scare you. Okay. You say, well, at least Jesus will have you completely straightened out. Yes. Ditto. In in God fun? I want to talk about the kingdom of God this morning in a way And uh, I want to. We're going to place a lot of importance on why do we, why do we have church, why do we do this, why do we do this? Is it necessary? The world says it is not. They say the church is not essential. The bar is, the hospital is. We're essential. I want to show you from the Word of God why Jesus did what He did. So get your Bibles out and go to Matthew four. I'm going to study the government of God. Matthew 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why did he say that? Why didn't he say, Repent, for the gospel is being preached, or Repent, the Son of God is here? Why did he use the term kingdom of heaven? What's a kingdom? A kingdom is a domain that a king rules in. Jesus is the king of kings. He said, behold, the beginning of my kingdom is here. Now now think about that for a minute because that is government. That's not church as as we would think it. He stepped up and said to the world, my kingdom's here. He said that in his own church. And boy, they threw him out. And yet everywhere he went, he began to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Why did he heal? Gospel of the kingdom. During the millennial reign, how many sick people will there be in the earth? Not a one. There won't even be a hospital. Because his kingdom will have totally come But right now, there's two kingdoms in the earth. Kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Now, let me help you politically for a moment. There's no such thing as a Republican or a Democrat. There is light and there's darkness. Now, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Christian. In a screwed-up party, That's better than the other one. But I'm a Christian. Number one, above everything else. So he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, turn to God, my kingdom is here. Now, understand that during his walk on the earth, he brought the kingdom, and his kingdom went everywhere he personally went. He took the kingdom and placed it over even Rome. And when he died, he turned his kingdom over to the church. Say, wow. Wow. All right, now let's look at another one. I want you to go there. Go to Matthew 13, and I'm going to prove something to you. You're going to love it. I want you to love it. If you don't, I command you to love it. (laughs) I'm, I'm teasing, partly. All right. Matthew 13, 31. Another parable he put forth and said, the kingdom of heaven is like. Why, does he, why is he on the kingdom rant? We don't really talk a lot about this in church. I think the, the governing systems that are going on in the world right now are the darkness has kind of forced me to come back and look and begin to teach on government a little more but not the United States government, but his government, okay? Because you won't understand America if you don't know kingdom. You got to know this first. Now, we don't dance to the tune of everybody playing music. So listen to what he said. Another parable he put and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed it in a field. And It is indeed the least of all seeds, and when it is grown, it is greater than all of the herbs and becomes a tree, so the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. What's he talking about? He's talking about him dying on the cross and being placed on the ground and then him creating a kingdom that is so huge that it grows from almost nothing up into a tree, even birds land in it. So he's referring to his kingdom in the earth. How will my kingdom come? How will it begin? What will it look like? It will look like a tree that started very small. That creates shade. And then he, as though that wasn't enough, he decided, I'm going to give you another illustration. So let's read on. He said, another parable he spoke, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which would be yeast, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till all was leavened. How many women in here, and men, make bread? You ever make bread? You ever, do you do your own yeast and all that? I, I do. Right now I've already found out that all, everybody's telling me all the yeast has been compromised, I need to get my yeast from Greece. I probably will. I mean, not, not yeast, but what but, but Wheat. But anyway, wheat only lasts 72 hours after you've ground it. After that, it rots. Like bananas, you buy them, throw them on the shelf. There comes after a while, you got to make banana bread because they ain't going to last forever. All right. And anything that lasts a long time, they took the, whatever is good in it out. And all it does after that is make you fat. Thank you all. All right. So whenever you make bread... You take yeast and put it in the dough that you've ground and mixed with your eggs and mixed with your water and mixed with all the, I put honey in mine and I put olive oil in there and I I make this big old gigantic dough and then I let it sit and I put yeast in it and I knead it until it works through. He said the kingdom of heaven is a woman making bread. God expects his church to infiltrate the world. See, listen to me. If you're a school teacher, you should be a Christian school teacher and you should take Christianity into your school. Yeah. If you're the mayor, you should have a Christian mayor who brings his Christianity to the city. Yeah. If you're a businessman, you should be a moral businessman, a noble businessman, an honorable businessman that takes his business into the community. Once that happens, that community has been taken over by the kingdom. Uh-huh. That is God's plan for preaching the gospel through the world. Not, not just knocking on doors, and turn or burn. Amen. It's you are an ambassador. When you get up out of church, wherever you go, You are light in that darkness. You are yeast in their bread. And we are to to change the culture we touch. America is the greatest experiment on the kingdom of God in the earth. It worked. We're not under the king. We're under a king, but it wasn't Britain. Man can govern himself. As long as we're in the kingdom, we're self-governing. So our forefathers got together. The Constitution was written from sermons. The pastors had been preaching what the book of Deuteronomy said, the book of Leviticus. What did the book of Numbers say about government? And they preached it and the men that made our constitution sat in the churches and listened to the pastors preach the sermons on how to self-govern according to this word. And they started preaching the kingdom of God. Those men went in and decided, King, we ain't putting up with you. We'll do it ourselves. And they created the greatest nation that's ever lived on the planet of this earth. But it cannot work without the church and without morality. There has to be morality. So, what are we dealing with right now in America? We're not dealing with Democrats and Republicans. We're dealing with a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. Which one is stronger? Light. The greater one is in you. Do not fear 12 men, I was going to say idiots, men in Europe who want to bring the New World Order in on top of us. Not happening until we're gone. And we're going to give them heck. Does this make sense? So what if you're a policeman? Who are you under? You better be a Christian policeman. If they say, you go down there and take their guns, go. Not me. I I swore to uphold the Constitution under that. I'm born again Christian. I'm not doing it. Well, you'll lose your job. Goodbye. If you're a school teacher, they say, you're going to teach on evolution, you go, I won't. That's called lying, I won't do it. Now see, if people stood up, just just get a backbone. Get some character. There's more of us than there are of them anyway. They just scream louder and lie more. I'm watching the church finally. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Stand up to what's going on around them. They can't shut your business down. You have... They have a you have a constitutional right to have a business. Ain't nobody can tell you because of a virus that won't kill you to make you shut your business down. They can't make you do that. Right. Just tell them no. Yeah. The we will we'll sue you. Sue! Yeah? Yeah. Right, you'll win. Yeah. Okay, that's enough of that. That's good.
1: That's good. Keep
0: on. I think one of the things that's needed right now, somehow or another, we've decided that compromise is love. No, it is not. I didn't say he had to be ugly, just right. You can go, uh uh-uh, uh, with a smile. I ain't doing it. I told a story this morning of a man that used to go to this church named Larry Cottle. Larry Cottle was a car salesman, and he was the best car salesman I'd ever seen. One day he was doing a deal with a woman, and, the, and his, someone over him walked in and said, Larry, this is the way we're going to do this deal. And Larry looked at his boss and said, that's dishonest. And he told Larry, he said, Larry, shut up. We're just, we're, it's, it's just a car deal. Larry said, it's not just a car deal. I don't lie. I will not lie to anyone, not for you or anyone. And they fired him. They said, we'll fire you. He said, goodbye. Why would you fire your most honest, profitable car salesman unless you're just stupid? <laughs> so he went to another dealership. You know he got fired three times? Wow. Galen Black finally hired him. Mm-hmm. He walked in and said, Don't ask me to lie. I don't lie. I'm here to make money honestly. Yeah, come on. Uh-huh. And he did. Yeah. And they went, okay. Why, why is it we can't see? Why do all car salesmen have to be crooks? Right. Does, does wickedness trump r- r- right? No. Yeah. no, it does not. Righteousness trumps. Right. You don't have to be crooked to have money. Come on. Amen. The church has helped that. Yeah. By preaching against preachers having any money. Mm-hmm. The Bible says preachers should have double honor. Yeah. I'm looking for it. <laughs> Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Listen to me. There's two kingdoms in the earth. So Jesus says, my king. He is a king. And he's the boss. And right now, we're under him. All right. Are y'all ready? His kingdom is over Russia, China, India, Africa, Ukraine, and America. He's over the president. Of the United States of America. We're, su- everyone is subject to Him. If not, you can go to hell. I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> Let's talk about God for a moment. As good as God is good, He is bad. If you, when, when we die, we're going to meet mercy for eternity. When a sinner dies, they will meet wrath forever. As as good as he is love, that's how mean he can be. And you don't want to meet that. Problem with Jesus is he thinks he's God. You and I need to think he's God also. That's a Christian. All right. So go to Ephesians chapter 4. How does God take a nation? How does He do it? How did He take this one? I'm not against Reinhard and I'm not against evangelists. They're very much a part of the world we live in. Yeah. But it's not God's only way to take a city. Anytime God wants to take an area, He plants a church in it. Think about what I just said. Number one, put salt on the pork. Put a church in a community. Put a man of God in there that start teaching, go in all the world and teach them to do what I said. Once people begin to get born again and go back in their community, after a while, the whole city will be Christian. I'm not saying that we don't have evangelists come in and preach. I'm not saying we don't have outdoor crusades. God, that's part of the plan of God. But he also put apostles. He put prophets in the church. And if it's run correctly, everything starts in his church. Now the word church is not a christian word. It is a secular word stolen from Rome. It means a called out legislative body. It's an assembly of people called to assemble underneath the king. I'm going to read it to you in a minute. Are y'all are y'all here All right. There's a lot more going on right now in this room than just teaching. Where would you get the anointing without church? The anointing breaks yokes. That's not teaching. David's men got teaching, but when they came and assembled with David, they got David's anointing, and they became mighty men. The church is where Jesus pours his anointing on a man called a shepherd. Not my idea. I didn't even want to be one. And when you walk in here, that anointing comes right off of me onto the body, and it breaks yokes it sets you free, it breaks. I mean, the devil can't stand in the middle of it. So Satan hates church. And if you're listening to him, you're not here. That's not a, that's not a, "Ah, hey, dummy. Satan will eat your lunch. God did not come up with a, "Uh, uh, what do you think about church? (laughs) It is the place to be. All right. I got more to do, and I'm not on a clock. Second service, we even threw the clock out the first service. We told the first service, if we go over, we'll open the doors, let you in, come on in. We're still having church. The Holy Ghost wants to do it. So, we we'll let him do anything he wants to. If we stop, we stop. We don't. We don't. As a matter of fact, we're we're going to have days in the head coming up that we're going to turn the band loose. Don't look at me and go, where's Pastor? This just just worship God. If we worship for an hour and a half, two hours, because there's people that need to soak. In the presence of God, God wants you full of joy, full of peace, full of love. You need to worship God. Amen, amen. You need it. I need it. Man, I love church. I love, I love walking in church. Just start singing, and there something happens in here so much greater than our minds have ever grabbed a hold of. We're sheep. Sheep feed off of sheep. We heard something about me walking up to you Sunday morning and you being here. And, and it's, you know, listen, let me say it to you this way. If Lisa texts me at night and says, hey, baby, I love you, I'm texting back. Where are you? Well, I'm, you know, I'm going on. Come home. I don't want we're married I don't want a phone. I want you. I love you. I don't want you to text me. I want you to come see me. I mean, if you think it works, text Jesus and say, hey, how's heaven going? (laughs) Decided to go to hell for a while. Well, just stay in touch by phone. I don't think so. I'm gold. I want to go be there, you know. I don't want to just, and I don't want a virtual. How many of y'all got relatives? Now, this is something we do now, and I don't know why we do it. Send me a phone. What's that? Facebook of the wedding. No. Come to the wedding. Bring yourself here. Thanksgiving. Go home. We, we've actually had relatives that said, send us FaceTime of the wedding. Lisa texts back, no. Amen. Amen. We're not FaceTiming. Come. Amen. It costs $200. Meh. Never mind. Amen. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, there, there's nothing like being right there with people. Yeah. Yeah. I, last night it was Chloe's graduation. It, it, you know what it looked like? A word of life reunion.
1: <laughs> but it was fun. Amen.
0: How, did, how else do you get to sit with people and just talk and, and just fellowship and just have a great, great time? And see, we need a lot more of that. Amen. 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 So there's something about you physically showing up. And we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. Ephesians 1, I'm way ahead of myself, Four six. One God and Father who is above all. Who is over everyone? God. God trumps both parties. God trumps communism. God trumps Russia. There's a church in China right now that's outgrowing the Communist Party. He's taking over China. There's the fastest growing church in the world is in Iraq and Iran right now. They can't stop it. People are getting born again left and right. Soon it'll be all over the earth when Jesus returns. So God is above all. All right. Now, let's let's move on. Ephesians 1.22. Let's read this. And he put all things under his feet. How much? All All of it. All things. And gave him to be the head over all things to who? The church. church. Now, what is the word church? It is the Greek word ecclesia. Ekklesia. It is not a religious term. It is a a secular term. I'm going to read you again the definition. A regularly summoned legislative body, an assembly called together by God to meet with me as a body here. Who's calling you together today? God is. Now, I said this in the first service and let's... You, how many military men we have in here? Your commanding officer says, I'll see you at 0800, and you say, uh, I'm busy. Right? I don't think so. Why, why is that? Authority. Because the church has never recognized Authority. Now, now let's talk about. I got another. I got another scripture. I got to read you first because if I don't, some of you will look at me and go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Go to Mark two twenty-seven. Mark two twenty-seven. And he said to them, "The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath." Why did God give you a Sabbath rest? No business has the right to work you seven days a week. Your body was not designed to work seven days a week. So number one, in America, originally they made it two days, one for the seven-day Adventists and Jews and one for Christians, Saturday and Sunday. That was the original intent of two days. Six days shall you work, but not seven. No business has a God-given right to work you and work you and work you. He did that for you. Yeah. That's right. If you're a businessman, stop it. If you can't make money in six with God, you certainly can't make it in seven without Him.
1: Right.
0: Justin and I went and shot competition pistol Saturday. On the way home, Justin looked at me and went, that was refreshing. I said, why? He goes, I haven't thought about the church all day.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you're a pastor, you eat, sleep, and drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Come Monday, cod, y'all. I got to go shoot something. <laughs> Better a target. Yeah. I have to go fishing I I cannot. Yeah. I cannot live underneath yeah. job and work and praying and reading and studying. Seven d- I can't do it, yeah. guys. I have a flesh. I got to lay it down and by the pool. Take a fishing pole and go catch something. I mean get out of dodge. Yeah. That's a benefit for us. God yeah. gave it to you. Yeah. So that was his original intention. He called us together to assemble to rest, to come rest and get refreshed in His presence. Now think about that for a minute because church is a benefit. And so what happened with Chick-fil-A? Did it work? Yes. Has it worked better than Wendy's? Yeah. Maybe Wendy's should sh- shut down on Sunday. But, but whenever, whenever um, what's his name? Sorry, Chick fil A. Um, Truett Cathy. Truett Cathy. They, they said, Truett, the biggest day of the week for money is Sunday. And he said, I can't open Sunday. And they said, why not? They said, well, the people need a day off and they need to go to church. And they said, you'll go broke. Now listen to another scripture. Just listen to me. Romans 12:1. Do not be conformed to the image of the world. Don't allow them to press you into their mold. That's their mold. And it's not God's mold. You you are not to be pressed into the image of the world. Wherever you go, don't let them press you into their mold. I change the world I live in. If I move into a job... It, I change it. Yeah. Larry Cottle changed four dealerships. Yeah. We're to change the city. One of the reasons why America's in the mess it's in is that the church stopped. You do not take church lightly. Don't you start treating what God told his holy light. Yeah. Don't you dare. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have to treat you greatly either. Are you listening? Yeah. That's what he would, that was his design, that was his goal. Mm-hmm. All from the beginning. Was he said, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. When we gather, there's more going on here than a teaching. You're swapping strength with God. And don't tell me you won't need it come Monday, you'll need it. And so no condemnation if you come dragging in here next Sunday. But drag in. You won't drag out. Even a phone needs to be charged. Even Siri needs juice. Go back to Ephesians now, Ephesians 4. Does this make sense to you now? You're starting to see what God is doing. What's wrong in America is the church dropped the ball. Yeah. Kenneth Hagin said something years ago. When I was going to Rhema, he said, Sunday morning only Christians are backslidden. That's right. And he was talking about people who didn't come back Sunday night. He'd roll over in his grave if he saw a church now. We're not here to entertain you. God called you to assemble. And unless you assemble, there's assembly not being done. He's not finished with you. Are you ready for this? I'm going to read it to you. Come on, I'm doing pretty good. Ephesians 4, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, verse 11, pastors and teachers. For the equipping of saints, there is equipment for you. Not worldly equipment. We're talking God equipment. Yes. This is where you find your equipment. It's not just coming from me. It's coming from the whole body. It's coming from apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. It's also coming from one another. There are people in this church that have taken me further than I could have gone alone. I matured when I took the pasture. I grew. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're joking. And I know some of you all know who I'm talking about. One L, day L, Lisa sent LJ in to see whether I was finished or not. And um, LJ came back and told Lisa, he says, He said, Pastor Lisa, he's not finished hollering at the people yet. He
1: said,
0: said,
1: he's still hollering at the people. He's still hollering at the people. He's about 10 years
0: old. Everybody say, thank God pastors grew up. Let me tell you something. Diamonds diamonds sharpened. Diamonds cut diamonds. People, because I stuck, because I stayed. God was able to do something in me. He couldn't have done alone. Same thing with you. America is in a mess. It needs you. It needs mercy. It needs love. When you walked in here today, uh, just, just think about the gifts of the Spirit. God is already talking. Where would you get? Where would you get that? doesn't happen at home alone. What happens, and how many of you know what I'm talking about? You've come into church, and after people have hugged you and loved you, they've done studies on babies that don't get held by mama. We're not talking about just milk. We're talking about held. You may think not much of it, but a lot goes on when you walk through the door and someone grabs you in their arms and pulls you up and holds you for a moment I'm going to tell a story when I went through my divorce my first one I walked in a church and the people there shunned me I'm just going to tell you a story I would have paid someone to hold me I didn't need a word I just need some love. And the church failed. You're divorced. I know. I didn't turn against the church. A little baby was in the arms of its father in the seat in front of me. And the baby turned around and looked at me and stretched its arms out to me. God with I see you. One one s- mature person in the building, the two-year-old. <laughs> when you come to this church, some people go, "I don't like the hug." And hang around. You'll love it. But you know, Sunday morning when I see you and I say, "How are you? Where were you? What were you we doing?" I'm not prying. I really want to know how you're doing. Yeah, true. I mean this is a family, yeah. not a religious institution. Right. Are y'all yeah. Yeah. you all know, good? I'm doing better than you all Amen. but that's all right. Amen. For the equipping of the saints for work of ministry, we're not talking about just prophesying, we're talking about ministering to people for the edifying of the body of Christ till we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about this for just a moment. What does it look like? When I worked construction, I am a Christian in a hell hole. <laughs> they put me on an all-black crew, thinking, I don't know what they're thinking, but I think God did it. There was a group of people that I knew nothing of. And God goes, I want, you to, I want you to get outside of your little white world. But about half of them were just hellions. <laughs> there was a few good guys there just like anywhere else. Every day at lunch we would pull blocks up, sit down and have lunch. The conversations we had, girls, sex, drugs, and Jesus I can't tell you the conversations because we're in church. <laughs> like, what in the blank have you been doing all week, Morgan? You know. So they talk about their girlfriends. They talk about their love life. They, they, they talk about everything. Well, what do you think I'm doing there?
1: Talking about Jesus. You
0: better believe I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> I got in a truck one day with two pot-bellied beer-drinking rednecks. And we had to go to Melbourne to lay block. And they said, Morgan, you're going to be sitting between two heathen all the way to Melbourne. I said, boys, you got sandwiched between you a tongue-talking devil-chasing holy roller, and you're going to hear the gospel for two and one-half hours.
1: <laughs> Woo! On.
0: And they said, oh, crap. <laughs> Ain't afraid of you.
1: Amen. That's right. Come on. That's Amen. Right.
0: Amen. 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 Sitting around those blocks, Omar, Twig, Wilbur. Omar was a Black Panther. Got born again. We had some talks. They were real. I'd have never met him any other way. Wilbur stopped gambling. Bird. I don't know his real name. I never heard his real name. Nobody ever told me his real name. Wow. Bird. His grandmother named him because every morning he'd wake up singing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Charlie. I forgot Charlie. Charlie was mean as a junkyard dog. Always wanting to whoop somebody. Big, giant teddy bear guy. Many of them, I prayed with them. That's church. Omar and and his wife, Brenda, started a church in Claremont. He died at 50 years of age, had a heart attack. I did his funeral. I was the only white guy in a 500 seat member church, black black church. (laughs) (laughs) I walked in there, and Brenda said, It's our guest speaker, and everybody's (laughs) going.
1: That's because they put you on
0: the back row. When I walked in, they put me on the back row. (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's
0: racism everywhere finally Brenda gets up and goes I don't know where my guest speaker is and I went I'm back here Brenda (laughs) and I walked up there and I said God if I ever needed your help it's going to be right now (laughs) and I took the pulpit and I said Omar was my brother and they went right on I went all right I'm going to live another day And I told the whole church how I got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and called by God to pastor. Amen. I told them what Jesus did in his life.
1: Amen.
0: And they let me live. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they were a good bunch of people. But there's a few people in there kind of, what you doing here, boy, you know. But that's church. Yeah.
1: Come
0: on. Everywhere I've ever worked, people have been saved. Yeah. Everywhere yeah. I've yeah. ever worked. And there's people who didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who, who, what, are, what, what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be changing the world. Yeah. That is his goal. Right now the culture is trying to form you into it. Yeah. Don't, don't conform. Right. They don't need to tell you how to live your life. You tell them how you live your life. Yeah. Let's see if I have any more notes here. I think I'm about done. Church, we gather, we sing, we worship, we strengthen, and then we send you back out in the world. For what? To be light, to preach to your guys. Steve preached to everybody that he meets. Slows down long enough to tell about Jesus. If y'all knew Steve when he first came here, he, he was a mess. His wife Suzanne drug him in. Drug him in here, two boy kicking screaming. What a man of God he's become. Yes, amen. Amen. How about you? You doing good? I'm doing great. Great. There is There are so many more I don't. I got a lot more people. I got a lot more in my family. I'm reaching out. But Do you do you do you not understand? I have no arms, but your arms. I I, don't, I have, I have no mouth. Without your mouth. I, I have no feet, but your feet. I'm yes, I'm the head. But you're necessary to me. You're meant you're necessary to me. And I look out upon your families and I see the the pain, I see the hurt, and I wanna I wanna reach out and I want to speak to them. Please allow me to use you in the time you live in. Because the people You meet. They're precious to me. They're precious to me. They're lost and they hurt. And they don't know what to do. And so therefore, understand that I sent you. I sent you back where it's not easy to go. And I sent you back where it's not easy to be. But I sent you where there's people. I want you to be there for me and I'll use you and the days that you're living in here we have work yet to do it's not time for you to come home yet for I still have an earth that needs to know me and I'm raising up my church to finally be the people I called you to be you are my body. The things I gave you to do were, were for your benefit too. Church, the assembling, the word, the ministry. was all gifts for you to strengthen you and help you along your way. For I'm not done with the world yet. I still have much to say. So prepare your hearts for the days ahead. Do not look at the world with dread. Do not fear what they say. Listen to me, and I'll show you the way. When you feel drained and the world has just pulled it all out of you, come back here with me, and I'll refill you. And I'll set you back in your place to where the enemy is again under your feet and your life on earth will be sweet. Ha ha ha. Boy, is he moving today. <sighs> Father God, thank you for this. Thank you for, thank you for this, this church. This is my church. I don't mean I own it. I mean, it's all of us consider this our church. We're not better or different than other churches. But this is, this is my family. And right now, as a pastor, I pray over every one of them. I ask you to keep them. I ask you to wrap your arms around them. I ask you to go before them and strengthen them because they obeyed you. And they walked into the assembly today. The, that thing you prayed, that thing you asked me to do, I heard you. Now start rejoicing. I heard you when you asked me. Begin rejoicing in it. Amen. Amen. This I you. command you to do. I need your rejoicing to get Thank the answer you Lord. to you. Thank you Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. This I will do for you. Thank this you, I will do for you. You can't ask me anything I can't do. You, you can't lay a request I can't get to you. Ha, 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 ha. So spend time with me. Spend time with me. I love talking to you. I don't condemn you. I don't know about your past. That's the devil talking to you. Ha, ha, ha. Tell him to shut up and come alone with me. Walk with me. Talk with me. I want to know what's on your heart. You don't have to wait till you die to see me or to ask me all those hard questions. I'm right here for you right now. Papa God, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Someone being healed right now of your back. (laughs) I take authority over pain in the lower back right now in Jesus' name. Who are you? Who is that? Yeah, it's just leave now in the name of Jesus. Leave now. Uh, Let's do something. Lay your hands on the person next to you. I want you to take the anointing on you and place it on them. There's something about doubling up the anointing that works. And pray for them right now. Just lay hands on them and say, Father, right now, bless them. If they, have a, if they have an issue in their body, heal it up. Now there's, <laughs> there's a man sitting here in the valley of decision. What do I make of all this I say? <laughs> Why don't you just submit to me and everything will be okay? (laughs) Oh, you know what's true. Don't you tell me that. I know better. You know what to do. You know what to do. I got a better life for you than you never give for yourself. You go ahead and submit to me. I I got things for you to do. I think that person knows who I'm talking. What's the future hold for me? For I am young, you see. I think some of you have forgotten that you're going to be around for eternity. So what are you worrying about the next 5 or 10 or 15 years, I see? Oh, but I want to have babies. You can have babies. You can have family too. But I'll tell you what, you just follow me and I'll show you exactly what to do. And heaven's not going to make you look back and go, I wish I was back there. You're gonna be glad you're up here. So much to do. Forever. And forever. And forever. Boy, I'll tell you something, the Spirit of God is real strong in here right now. Money. Money. What about the money? Well, the world systems falling apart, that's for sure. But the kingdom of God can't be shaken. You can't shake the kingdom of God. You'll eat. (laughs) Say, I'll eat. eat. Glory.
1: Glory.
0: Some of us eat too much. (laughs) I have a testimony. I have a praise report. I'm I'm about to make a change of directions. So far as of the day, I've lost 15 pounds. You know what caused it? I didn't want to buy new suits. You, <laughs> you know, you carry fat around. After a while, you go, I think I'm going to get you off. So anyway, I've been working diligently to stay away from sugar and flour and wheat. And i still got more to go. So I told Lisa, I says, you're about to be married to less of a man. I love you guys. I'm going to tell you all something. I need to say this. The young people in this church are some of the finest I've ever been around in my life. There's, there's young people. I would take them anywhere on this earth and never have to talk to them about manners. There's some good not only the parents, but there are some good kids coming up in this church. We still got more to do. But when we took all those young people off to Alexandria, they were great.
1: Yes, yes. awesome.
0: The young men took care of the young ladies. Lisa and I could trust any of them anywhere. Yeah. So much so. That everybody at Mark Hankins was talking. That's the best bunch of kids we've ever seen. Most on fire for God. You guys ought to be proud of yourself. You raised a bunch of, a good batch of young'uns. You're a sweetie. (laughs) I don't know how to go home. I mean, this is just like, (laughs) whoo, Jesus. If you're in despair, change what you're thinking about. Don't let the devil in your head. Get him out of your head. Your name's written in the Land's Book of Life. You've accepted. God loves you. Stop thinking bad. Don't let the world, don't let the world tell you how to think. Our best days are ahead. We're going out of here with a shout. Well, I was going to tell you a story, but it probably wouldn't be any good. It's too close to home for some people. Are you ready? Yes. Come on. Ooh, isn't she pretty? Yes. A man told me one time when I married Lisa, he says, you know, you married outside of your league.
1: Outside your class.
0: I said it takes intelligence <laughs> to do that.
1: I have something for her.
0: Hold on a minute before you go. You know we're leaving for um, St. Thomas Monday.
1: It's our 35th anniversary.
0: <laughs> she put up with me for a long time. 35 ago. years. You got
1: something? I do. So I an. And you've made choices, and they've been good. And you've stood up inside and said, I'm, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to do all in for Jesus. And I'm not going to let people close to me or far from me, to stop my choices. I'm going to stand up and be a woman of God. And God says to you, I saw that. And I saw that heart, and I saw that choice you made, and I will honor you and bring you to the top because of it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: We'll be back here tonight to pray. Other than that, I got a pack. I will not lie to you. I will not be thinking about you for a week. <laughs> yes, Amen. I will. Yes, I will. Amen.
1: So let me just teach you something so you can learn. Amen. The Lord, when he visited Brother Hagan, he said to him, To clap is neither praise nor worship. It's. To clap is to applaud, and God doesn't need your applause. Now, what I'm saying is nobody's mad at anybody, but he said to Brother Hagin, he said, when someone has a prophecy or when someone has a song or when we've had a great worship service or the pastor says something powerful, instead of clapping, the right response is to lift your hands and worship and say, thank you, Lord. Praise God right? So it's okay to clap to the beat of a music. Nobody cares about that. You're, you're keeping rhythm and time. There's nothing wrong with that. But clapping has never been a form of worship or praise. It just means to applaud when someone's done something well. Amen. And so when we're ministering to people, and the Lord told Brother Hagin this, that it, it hinders him. It hinders him in the move of the Spirit when people keep applauding because they're happy, That something happened. But the Lord said the right way to respond is say, praise God. Hallelujah. And just continue to let the worship flow up to him, and he'll keep flowing in the service. Amen? Amen. I had to learn that, too, because I thought it was, you know, praise, too. So, hallelujah. If you're here this morning, my altar workers are coming forward. You still want prayer. I'm telling you right now, if any two shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done. Yesterday, I had a lot of pain in my left foot up near, up near the ball joint and have had it for over a week and don't know why. And it's been blue underneath my skin, but I didn't do anything. I didn't hit anything. And I said, I don't know why, but I can't get my shoes on. It hurts. It was, hurt. it was hurtful to ski because it's, it's rubbing against the, the rubber part. So he's like, you want to go back around? I'm like, my foot is hurting. I, I can't. And so last night, before we went to Chloe's graduation party, I said, get an agreement with me. Lay your hands and let's do this together. It was powerful. No pain this morning at all. There's power in agreement. So if you just need someone to help you and get an agreement, sometimes the faith of another person is stronger at that moment because you're the one that's in pain. And I don't know, but God said, do it. He said, of two, she'll agree. So come on up if you need prayer.